0: Welcome to the Skull King Football Podcast, presented by Box DFS Firelines. Now, here are your hosts, Justin and Ryan Skullrude.
1: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Skull King Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Ryan Skullrude. I hope you guys have all had a pretty good week. Uh, My team's ended up finishing one and one. I've got one team at 500, uh, and in the league of record for Skull King football with our listener league, with that we've done with some listeners of the podcast, and uh, and a couple of other podcast hosts. I am still firmly in control of my division at now eight and two. Uh, Fong, our running back riders, had an absolutely phenomenal season, going from starting off one and two, taking a shot and 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 risking a bit drafting drafting both ingram and edelman coming off of uh of um suspensions and has since starting off one and two has reeled off seven in a row so he is now also eight and two and had a huge day today uh set the highest uh, single week score for the season is now the highest overall scorer in the season so uh the the writers of skull king are are ruling the league so far um Real quick, uh, before we get into the, today's notes, just, uh, again, wanted to kind of give a little shout out uh, this weekend. I was able, actually able to spend a uh, little extra time with my wife. My, uh, my parents took the kids out, uh, all three of them, uh, out to uh, across the state uh, over to Spokane. If you know anything about Washington, it's across the state from, uh, from me. I uh, was able to spend a little time with the wife. We actually went out to see Bohemian Rhapsody guys that movie is phenomenal if you like queen at all the band um absolutely phenomenal movie very well done about the you know just the life of freddie mercury and the and the kind of the ups and downs as the band as a whole i honestly urge you go check it out uh phenomenal movie my wife and i had a whole lot of fun if you love queen music i mean it's just it's really really enjoyable so all right. With that being said, let's get into. It. We've got uh, the news and some waiver wires to cover. Uh, so let's get uh, going with uh, the headlines.
0: Today's headlines.
1: All right. Starting off with the really, really bad news. To no one's surprise, Rams wide receiver Cooper Cup tore his ACL. He is out for the season. We wish all the best for Cooper Cup, especially up here in Washington. Uh, with uh, with Cooper going to a local uh, small college up here, even though he is a division rival, this is not something you ever want to see. Uh, so we hope all the best for Cooper Cup, and uh, and for for his return. Even though he will continue to torment the Seahawks for years to come. Uh, veteran receiver Brandon Marshall is signing a one year deal with the New Orleans Saints. Now the reason that I mention this, this is not fantasy relevant at all. Some people may think it is. There, is. I've seen a couple of um, a couple of fantasy football gurus slash experts, whatever you want to call them, who said that this is a better off signing for the Saints than um, Des Bryant was. Neither one of these are good. You don't want either one of these guys for fantasy football. If you wanted a name for fantasy football that is outside of Drew Brees, Alvin Kamara, Mark Ingram, or... Um, or Michael Thomas, you want Ben Watson. <laughs> Other than that, it's maybe Traquan Smith. That is it, okay? Brandon Marshall is slow. He can't get any separation. Trust me, we were watching him up here in Seattle. He kind of filled the position for a little bit, and then, you know, David Moore kind of took it over. Um, and he's been dropping the ball. His hands have not been as solid as you would hope. So this is not fantasy relevant. Do not go out and actively seek to get Brandon Marshall. Uh, Eagles coach Doug Peterson has confirmed that Josh Adams will get more carries going forward. We'll carry, we'll uh, um, cover Josh Adams in the waiver wire section. Um, Sammy Watkins is expected to return week 11 against the Rams. That should be a fun game, uh, the Rams and the Chiefs. Uh, Monday Night Football, I believe, is what it is. Monday Night Football in Mexico City. So that should be an absolute shootout. Tests showed the Lions wide receiver Marvin Jones. But his ACL and MCL are intact, but he did sustain a bone bruise will be considered day-to-day per source. I would consider this more week to week. Um he's probably going to miss this week, which means Kenny Galladay gets a huge bump. They're going to have to throw the ball to Kenny Galladay. They don't have anyone else. So if you've got Kenny Galladay, uh definitely, and you're, you know, kind of iffy on whether to start him, this is definitely a week to start him this next week. Um Bucks coach Dirk Cutter says that Ryan Fitzpatrick will start against the Giants uh, at New York this next week. Um, I think that uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick should have a better week this next week. He threw for 400 yards, um, and Cutter ended up taking over the offense because they couldn't push the ball in the end zone. So, um, Fitzpatrick could be a good start for this next week. Uh, Joe Flacco apparently has been dealing with a little bit of hip, hip issue. Uh, they're saying that he doesn't need to practice. Um, whether he practices or not, if he's ready to play, he'll play. So Lamar Jackson could get, his, could get his shot. I'm not saying to go out and get Lamar Jackson or Robert Griffin. And if Joe Flacco's healthy, I'm not saying to go get Joe Flacco, even for a streaming option. I've got a couple other options. Oh, I've got one other option for you. Uh, Patriots wide receiver Julian Edelman, his ankle injury is not considered serious. He does have the the bye week this week, week eleven. He'll be back week twelve. Uh, Broncos expect Royce Freeman back for week eleven against the Chargers. We'll see what this means for Philip Lindsay. Philip Lindsay uh, in some PPR leagues, in my PPR league, he's actually been uh, running back number ten. I believe is actually where he's at. So we'll see how this affects him. Um, I know that they want to try to get Royce Freeman more involved, or maybe they don't. I don't know. Uh, Dolphins wide receiver Devontae Parker has a sprained AC joint in his shoulder, and is considered week to week. This is why you didn't want Devontae Parker on your team. This is why we told you to be careful. If you did pick up Devontae Parker after that week nine anomaly where he went up, I think it was week nine, no, maybe it was week eight, where he goes up against, where he went up against Houston and had that huge game for like, you know, eight catches for a hundred and some odd yards. Devontae Parker can't stay healthy. This is just further proof. Coach um, B. Carroll said in a press conference that Chris Carson will be ready for Green Bay. Even though Chris Carson will be ready, we're going to tell you to pick up a couple, no, a couple, a couple of Seahawks running backs. Um, news on Gronk. So, uh I don't know Quran. I don't know who this is I'm guessing it's a, a beat reporter for the um for the New England Patriots says I don't think there's any chance he's back next year they'll put him on a dolly and wheel him out of town if they have to uh, at this point I think that Gronk's back is to the point where he's going to have to retire he's not going to have much of a choice so um Gronk was an absolute beast he was a a monster 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 of a player but the amount of abuse that his body has taken, uh, multiple back surgeries, torn ACL, punctured lung, broken ribs, I think it's all finally catching up with him. Um, I know that there's a, a, uh, an analyst that I follow on Twitter, uh, an NFL analyst, that has back issues himself and is just looking at, at Gronk on the sidelines can tell that his back is killing him. He has some back issues, and he is not right. Um, I really think that this is it for Gronk. So for those of you who still have a little time before your trading deadline, if you have Gronk, trade him. Get whatever you can using the name value to get something in return for Gronk at this point before it's too late. So all right. And that is it for the major headlines. Um, Let's go ahead and get into the waiver wire
0: waiver wire madness
1: all right so the waiver wire has been brought to you by stat again guys we've talked about this pretty much all season StatRoute is absolutely a phenomenal service um the stats that they have the the way that you can adjust all the filters and everything to get find out exactly the information you want has been invaluable especially for justin and me as we've been working on the rankings um it has helped us have some really good weeks in our rankings, just knowing where where to go. Um, I right now on Fantasy Pros am in the top 20 for tight end rankings. I've had a couple weeks ago I was the number one overall for the or the number one tight end ranker for the week. I've had a couple weeks, uh, you know, finishing the top 15. Uh, I've had a top five week for running backs. A top five week for for wide receivers. So again, the stats have been absolutely invaluable. They've helped us with our research. Go check them out statrout.com. Make sure to put in the promo code FF. That's F. You'll get 25% off your subscription. I think that basically makes it like 750 a month. That's like cheaper than a Starbucks drink and a sandwich. So check them out again. Uh put in your promo code SkullKingFF to get 25% off your subscription. These stats will help you with getting ready for the playoffs. So, all right, let's get into it. Uh at quarterback, I know he's on bye, but Baker Mayfield is definitely a guy that I'd be looking at to kind of hold on to. If you need the space and if you have the space, Baker Mayfield is owning 40.4% of leagues. Uh let me uh sorry, let me get him right here again. Uh, there we go. Pull up the stats. He has had one week, one single week below 12.5 points that he has started, okay? The week that he came in halfway through, he finished with 9.8, but he only you know, he only played a half through for 201 yards. If you look at the last four weeks, 20.9, 14.1, 17.9, 22.6, he has been very, very streamable uh, so while he has a by this week, next week, the next week he goes up against Cincinnati, um, one of the worst defenses in the league, he could light them up. So, uh, so yeah, Baker Mayfield next. Dak Prescott is a streamable option. If you look at over his last four games, he's had one game less than 15 points, and it's been 14.8. That was uh, week nine against Tennessee. Um, His ability to also run in the ball uh, helps. Um, His mobility helps. Uh, So, yeah, over the last, was it last six games that he's played, he's had, was it the game under, so last four, one game under 15. Last six, he's had uh, one game under 14. So, he's been really, really streamable. Again, streamable, we take, we use the Alex Smith test, 200. To 250 passing yards, one, maybe two touchdowns. That's what we find is streamable. So about that 14 to 15 points. If he can get you 20, awesome. So that's where we go with the streamable. And for really, for the most part, those are the only names I'm looking at. The only other name would be, let me pull it up, Marcus Mariota, who over the last few weeks has actually been pretty dang good as well. Um, when he is healthy, so he, against the Chargers, 15.3 points, last two games, Dallas and against New England, he's only thrown for 240 yards, at 228 yards, but he's got two touchdowns in both those games, 22.8, 22.3, this next week he's going up against Indianapolis, whose defense has been playing pretty well, but Marcus Mariota lit up the Dallas defense, who has again been very streamable, and the New England defense, who was expected to really shut down uh, uh, Tennessee. So, um, Marcus Mariota is definitely a name that I would look at for this next week. Uh, and just see Mariota's only own in fifteen point five percent of links. So, moving on to running backs. Uh, number one running back that we're looking at is Jalen Rashard. Again, all these guys have to be owned in less than fifty percent of leagues. Jalen Rashard is owned in forty nine point eight percent of leagues. Um, he is a a decent floor guy. He's got a pretty a medium floor considering that he is a PPR guy. Um, he has only had two games under ten points since week three. Overall in the season, he's only had three games under ten points. Well, he hasn't scored a touchdown. Um, he has had a nine, six, three, six, seven, eight, four. one game or two games less than three, rece- or three games less than four receptions. Um, the one against Cleveland were three for thirty-eight, and the one against Denver where he basically wasn't used at all. So, overall, Jalen Richard is a flex worthy, especially as we're coming to the buys in week eleven and week twelve. Flex worthy option for PPR and PPR only. Uh, The next thing we're going to look at, Mike Davis. Again, this is because of Chris Carson. Chris Carson has been an absolute beast when healthy. When he is not, and Mike Davis has had to come into him, Mike Davis has scored 28.4, 15.5, 17.7, and 18 points. Mike Davis has been a beast because of the focus on the run game that Seattle has. Even with Rashad Penny playing in a lot of these games. Rashad Penny having a very good game this next week, which we're about to get to him. Mike Davis still had 18 points in this game, finishing 11 for 58, so he's averaging over five yards per carry in this game. He also has four catches for 22 yards and a touchdown. Um, and that's just this game. It, last week against the Chargers, uh, he finished with uh, 15 for 62. Again, about four yards a carry. Seven catches for 45 yards. So Davis, again, this is more of an insurance policy for Chris Davis. He may be possibly flex worthy, uh, even if Carson is healthy. So that's something to look at. The next name, those we we're going to get to, Rashad Penny, um, finally showing what we all hoped in Seattle. All hoped that he would provide. Goes twelve carries for 108 yards and a touchdown really breaks out this game and shows what everyone had been hoping that he would be able to do. Um, finishes with 16.8 points on the game. Again, this is a game. It's great to have three running backs in real life NFL football that could put up this kind of production. Fantasy-wise, you need an injury in order for some of this to happen. And with the fact that, uh, that Chris Carson has had a little trouble staying healthy, Rashad Penny is definitely a name that I would want to have on my team if he's available to have as that backup. So if Carson is out, Rashad Penny can show that he can be productive, kind of that flex-worthy play if Carson is out. well, Mike Davis is a running back two with running back one possible upside if Chris Carson is out. Uh, moving on, the last name that we're going to throw out there real quick. We talked about it real quick in the in the news and notes section, Josh Adams. Uh, over the last couple weeks, Josh Adams has had 16 carries for 108 yards. Uh, he is proving to be more effective running the ball than both Corey Clement and Wendell Smallwood. So Josh Adams is definitely a name that I would have in mind, while next week, not the easiest week as they go up against the Saints, who have been very tough against the run, I think a lot of that also has to do with the fact that they have been absolutely decimating teams and making it hard for the other team to even try to run the ball. They have to pass. So because of that, I really think that Josh Adams is a definitely he's a, a deep a deep league ad um, and hope for the best kind of a thing, especially if you have some room on. Uh, if you've had some injuries, you have some room on your bench. Josh Adams is a name to add there. As far as the wide receivers go, um, I've got Danny Amendola on here simply because he's been productive the last few weeks, the last, really ever since um, Brock Osweiler became the quarterback, and it wasn't uh, Ryan Tannehill, um, owned in 44.6% of leagues. Since Brock Osweiler took over, he's had one game less than 10. Now, understand, they're bye week, week 11. This is a name. This is, in strategy-wise, this is the time to pick him up because there's not going to be a whole lot of competition. If you're looking just for depth, Danny Amendola could be that piece in a PPR league. You have to wait a week to use him. If you need someone for this next week, this is not the route to go. But if you're looking for depth, pick up Danny Amendola this week. While he's on a bye, you won't have a whole lot of people trying to get him on top of you. Uh, moving on, the next name is Chris Godwin. We have had him on the waiver wire show so many times. And the reason is he's only had he's had three games of nine. Looks like they played of three of nine games where he's had less than three catches. And in those three games, he's had four point two, seven point two, and six points. Any game that he gets. Three catches or more, and this this actually goes into last year, too. Three catches or more, he finishes with at least 10 fantasy points. This last week, seven for 103. I think as long as Fitzpatrick stays as the quarterback and Godwin gets at least three targets, he is going to finish with at least 10 fantasy points. He's likely to get into the end zone. He's got four of them, four touchdowns already this year. He's owning 42.5. Uh, was it 42.2% uh, of leagues. So he's definitely a name that's going to maybe be a little tough to get to. There's going to be a little bit of competition, especially the week that he had this last week. He's going to be a, a, a pretty popular ad this week. So next, okay, these last four names, these next two names are going to be desperation names. Plain and simple. Tyrell Williams. Now you're, you may say, well, Tyrell, Tyrell Williams had a pretty good year. Tyrone Williams has had two good games, period. He's had four, touch- five touchdowns on the season. He had one in week one, two receptions, eight yards, and a touchdown. Still didn't break 10 points. Uh, finally, week six, he has two touchdowns on three catches for 118 yards, averaging almost 40 yards a catch, two touchdowns. So basically, he went deep twice or three times. Tennessee. Four catches, 118 yards. One of those was a 75-yard touchdown catch. Finishes with 26.9, 21.8, and then in week nine after the bye, two catches for 23 yards and a touchdown. Finishes with 10.3. Three games of 10 points in PPR, he does not have a single game this season with more than four catches. This is desperation play. That's the only way it can be seen. He may, now he's got a couple of favorable games coming up, but against Denver, I don't see him as the best play, to be completely honest. So this is not a guy that I am actively going out and getting. He is a you know danger Will Robinson type. Uh the next guy to look at, John Ross, this is purely, purely, purely opportunity is why we're going this route. Uh owning 17.7% of league or 17.6% of leagues. He has three touchdowns on the on the season on 10 catches. John Ross is an absolute f- phenomenal athlete. Ran the, uh, the 40 in 4.22 seconds. If he can stay healthy, he is definitely a guy that can put up numbers. And again, with A.J. Green gone until, I believe, December, so he's still got like three weeks, it looks like. Um, John Ross could get some opportunity to stretch the field and pass. So again, more of a deep play, um, but has the opportunity to really put up some points. Um, or if you, you know, desperation, you have to have someone, John Ross is a guy that I would look at and PPR, the other guy I would look at, this is, um, actually the two more guys, Maurice Harris, he is owned in 9.7% of leagues. Um. Harris is one of those guys that you really only is going to be productive for you. Uh, he is flex play worthy if Jamison Crowder is injured again and can't play. and uh, the two weeks that Jamison Crowder has been gone, um, between those two weeks, 15 catches for 176 yards. You know, a lot of that was in Week Nine, 10 for 124. This week, he was very he was flex worthy. Um, 10.6 points, five catches, 52 yards. He is going to be that slot receiver that uh, that Alex Smith likes throwing to. So if Jamison Crowder is injured, again, Maurice Harris is definitely a flex-worthy play. Um, we'll kind of see he shouldn't be too highly owned at 9.7% this week um, and going up against Houston next week. So last name, Josh Reynolds, 1.1% owned. This is completely because... Of the l a Rams with Cooper cup going out with an aCL injury done for the season, Josh Reynolds steps into that wide receiver three role. The reason this is so significant is because the l a Rams run over ninety percent of their plays from three from a three wide receiver set, which means Josh Reynolds has an opportunity to put up points in the two year in the last two years um, that he has been in the league uh he had a two-week stretch where uh, Cooper Cup went out earlier in the season where he finished with four receptions for 61 yards and two touchdowns in those two games. Uh, last year, over three games with um, with Robert Woods out with a shoulder injury, he went eight for 60 and one. So he's shown to be productive in this offense under, uh, under Sean McVay. So because of the opportunity, I think that Josh Reynolds could step into a decent role this year could be not necessarily a winner for your league, but could be a decent flex play based on the matchups and who you're going up against week to week. Um, moving on to the tight ends, the tight end wasteland basically is what we're calling this this year. There's, I mean, the it's just been so horrible overall um, the tight end play this year, uh, the injuries, the amount of injuries that you've had to deal with. So, the guys that we're looking at this week. Vance McDonald, Pittsburgh, um, he's really only had three games over 10 points on the season. He's tight end 15 right now. It's last week against Carolina, 4 for 44 and a touchdown. Um, again, there's not a whole lot to say. He's, he's a body who can get you some points. Tight end dependent at this point in the season with how decimated the, the tight end position is. Uh, he's a guy that could possibly – he has tight, um, he has touchdown upside because of the, the high-powered offense that he's in. Uh, number two, C.J. Uzuma. Again, this is more of a – there's no other tight ends for the Bengals. And A.J. Green is also out. So this last week, three for 23, you know, 5.3 points. He's only had one game over 10 points, only two games over nine on the season. So this isn't – or, sorry, three games over nine on the season. So this isn't a, um, a huge, you know, you have to go out and get him. Again, this is desperation play. At the tight end position, you just want someone who's going to get something for you to keep you from losing your week and, and putting up a zero. I think that Uzuma could do that um, over these next few weeks if you absolutely need someone at tight end. Uh, the other name i look at is uh, Jeff Howerman. Uh, Last week, or two weeks ago, before the bye in week nine against Houston, 10 catches, 83 yards, one touchdown. He hasn't seen usage like that all season. Uh, His previous high on the year was four for 57, 9.7 points. This could be a product of Demarius Thomas being gone, now being with Houston. If Cortland Sutton's going to be running more on the outside, it may be that Jeff... Howerman is the one that kind of moves into that slot role that um, that Case Keenum likes to throw to. I mean, if you look at last year when he was with Minnesota, kind of Adam Thielen's sort of breakout year, Adam Thielen, again, runs a lot of his stuff through the slot, which is another, you know, same thing that he's doing this year, and Kirk Cousins loves throwing to a slot receiver. Alex Smith loves throwing to a slot receiver. So maybe Jeff Howerman moves out to kind of that slot position as the tight end, and maybe. We don't necessarily see ten for eighty three in a touchdown, but maybe we start seeing more of those four for fifty sevens, um, five for sixty, you know, three for thirty five and a touchdown. That sort of production from Jeff Howerman. So that's a, a again, he is a speculative ad that I think could uh, could provide some value. It's a ad just in case because we don't know. Uh, you know, it could be that week nine was a complete anomaly. Um, but again, he's only owning 7.9% of leagues, so he is widely available for you to go out and get. All right, well, that's all I've got for you this week. Again, I hope you guys have had an absolutely phenomenal week. Uh, we will be back in a couple of couple of days with um, kind of our week pre our, uh, week 11 preview. It's hard to believe we're already to week 11. We are getting that much closer to the fantasy playoffs. Uh, hopefully, we can provide you guys the information to get you there. Um, to kind of bring up your team if you're, if you're struggling um, or to really solidify your guys' rosters. Again, my name is Ryan Scaldridge. This, this has been the Skull King Fantasy Football Podcast, and we will talk to you guys later. Hey, Skull King Nation. Thank you for listening to the Skull King Football Podcast. Did you like this episode? If so, be sure to go to iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and YouTube to subscribe. Also, please leave us a rating and reviews to let us know how we can better help you rule your leagues. I'm Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans, America's premier home purchase lender. We've created a new way to protect you from unpredictable interest rates. Our exclusive rate shield approval. First, we lock your interest rate for up to 90 days. Then, if rates go up, your rate stays locked. But if rates go down, your rate drops. Either way, you win. Call us today at 800-QUICKEN
0: or go to rocketmortgage.com. Rate shield approval only valid on certain 30-year fixed rate loans. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. License in all 50 states. NMLS number 3030. Additional conditions or exclusions may apply. to be devoted.